0: Hi, and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about the classical world, classical education, uh, old things, uh, books, and all those fun stuff from the ancient world. This is Classical Stuff. This is Spring Break Edition! Fui, fui, fui! So that,
1: that explains why you're in your swimming trunks.
0: It's true. Yep. Yep, naturally. Um, so you can listen, you Spring Breakers, listen to this <laughs> on your, maybe you are on a beautiful trip to the uh-huh. Italian Riviera. Uh-huh. Or wait, maybe no, no, wait. you decided to go to the Far East mm. and check out the wonders of uh, South Korea or inland China. Uh, or perhaps maybe you are more of a California girl. Oh, no. <laughs> and you've gone off to the West Coast. No, this is spring break edition. Staying home. <laughs> doing nothing. Stuck in the house. And Thomas, this also explains why you are in a giant plastic bubble. Yes,
2: exactly. I'm wearing my hazmat suit today. Yes. So... I, I'm glad, I hope the audio quality is okay oh, from inside Oh, that's by Hazmat. Here. Yeah. I, I was unfamiliar with the <laughs> designer. <laughs> the designer, yeah. spring,
0: it's, Yes, it's the Hazmat Fall Hazmati. Hasmati, Hasmati yeah. Springline. Fall Collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is, uh, my name is Graham Donaldson, and I am joined with A.J. Hannenberg. That's me. And Thomas Magby. Hi. And we are teachers and educators, I guess that's a redundancy, at uh, a school in Austin, Texas called Veritas Academy. And we're on spring break as teachers and we don't know when we're coming back. We don't know what the whole situation is. It's kind of a squirrely world out there.
2: Nothing's been canceled for us. So. Oh, yeah.
0: true. No, fair point. Nothing has been canceled in Austin yet.
1: Our leaders are wisely yeah. deciding whether or not to bring us back. I mean, there's, sure. there's a couple Our of schools are that are
0: convinced that the school is done. Well, they, want, they want a break. Right? <laughs> At the end
1: of school, they're like, I'll see you next year, 2020. Yeah. The seniors were like, happy last day, school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wasn't it UT gave a second week of spring break? I think that's what everyone's hoping for. So yeah. I guess we... It's week
1: two. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit, I am also hoping for another week of spring you break. You
0: know what? It's just, it's the height of prudence
2: to, to have just so. yeah I mean oh, it's great, only good, yeah. wisdom yeah. to Th- to have more vacation
0: um and while we are um uh in our what what is the uh the term now social distancing yeah we americans need to come together and stay away from each other <laughs> okay um and so while we are in our social distancing one could say that we are stuck maybe in limbo or in some oh. sort of in between place it's <laughs> different um and uh like ohio yeah yeah. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, no, we're going to be talking about uh, the great Midwest of the afterlife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the didn't we rig on Ohio last time? <laughs> so up. I, we're sorry, Ohio. Ohio we love uh, you.
0: I've never been to Ohio. I have no I have no frame of reference for Ohio. But we are going to be I talking. I saw the play once, and I think. That's, I, that's you Oklahoma. You mean Oklahoma? Yeah.
1: You They're different yeah, states? Yeah, yeah, different. Oh, oh, I'm just <laughs> Oh, my god! Yeah, I actually, I think I left in the middle of that play because I didn't realize that the intermission was not actually the end of the play. Oh, and okay. I was like, man, they really left that on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> That's go. a weird way to end a play, and then That's I just true. went home and realized that it went on for another hour.
0: Um, anyway, we are going to be talking about today about... Hot, hot take on the musical Oklahoma you didn't miss very much. Sorry? Really? Yeah, I oh, mean, anyway. The, from what I remember, it's been a long time. I feel like the musical ends with like a lynching? Not a lynching, but like um, a like a mob rule sort of justice. Yes. Vigilante justice. Yeah, isn't there... They all just decided the guy in the town is a jerk. It ends in tyranny? Yeah. Wait,
1: oh, it's yeah. A, yeah, we should or talk about it for Plato. Democracy ripe for tyranny. There you go. Cool. Probably closer to democracy. Um, anyway.
0: anyway. Thomas, you are going to be talking... You're holding a book that says The Beginner Guide to Purgatory? No. It says Dante. Then Dante. The, if you... Uh, you know, I got... Two oh, books, so we, got have, both we also have
2: Dante's them. Purgatory on the side. So I'm, I'm stoked. The classical is,
1: stuff version of two-fisting it. Mm-hmm. Yep,
2: and I'm glad, uh, listener, you get to hear a visual description of the books I'm holding, so sorry about that. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Purgatory today, so I guess we'll dive in. Uh, Graham just referenced this. There are two books that I'll be pulling from. One, obviously, is Dante's Purgatory, because we'll be uh, cruising through that. We're not going to make it through all of um, Purgatory today. We're going to make it basically to the bottom of the mountain, um, and that will make sense. That's like
0: right at the beginning. <laughs>
2: uh, it's like nine canty. Canto, canti, and canti plural. So we'll get through um, what's that, about a third of the book. So Cool. That is worthwhile. Um, Isn't
0: Cato at the bottom of the mountain?
2: That is actually one of our first talking points, so mm, okay. good for you. Uh, Anthony Esselin is the translator of this work. Uh, I I did not read the uh, uh, original Italian for this one, but my wife said I should. She studied abroad in Italy, so I bet she could definitely do that. Uh, this is from the back of the book. Anthony Esalen is a professor of English at Providence College. He's the author of a bunch of very good books. He, He's um, not in
0: Providence anymore, I don't think.
2: Uh, well, whenever he anyway. put this one out, he did. But uh, he also has translations of the Inferno and uh, Paradiso. Um, I've read his Inferno translation and I like it, but I've not read as, as many Inferno translations as... Uh, AJ so it might be trash and I just don't know it
0: yeah Berg what translation do you guys do in ninth grade
2: the Mark Musa yeah so not but not Esalen have you read it's really simple Anthony Esalen's is or the uh, the one we use okay.
1: we we try to choose translations that are accessible to ninth grade minds user friendly yeah. friendly
0: to the noest ninth graders
1: so we don't necessarily aim for the highest poeticism we aim for something that we can access
2: Um, and for what it's worth, he, Anthony Esalen is a writer, social commentator, translator of classical poetry and writer in residence at Magdalene College of Liberal Arts. He taught at Furman College and Providence College before transferring to the Thomas More College of Liberal Arts in 2017. So he has recently moved.
0: There's an interesting story about why he did that. Why is that? So at Providence, he was sort of... Now I'm I'm reading this. He can sort of speak for himself. But I was I was reading this sort of Mr. secondhand. Aslan, if you'd
2: like to speak for yourself, yes,
0: please come on. The yeah, podcast. please come on classical But stuff. he was sort of uh, disturbed over the sort of growing uh, liberalism in the in the Catholic Church, at least at Providence, and sort of the lack of piety among the student body and the the, the school kind of losing its its I don't know how you want to describe it it um, its identity as a as a Catholic institution and just was being awash in sort of liberal modernity like every once religious institution has been or is at least according to to him um and so he sort of was going but you know providence is a big school and it's where you go and you get tenure you're gonna have a great career and you just kind of like have to swallow swallow the bad with the good but then he went to this small little college was it thomas moore at yeah that's the um and when he was there he was just struck by the student body didn't like, they knew they were at a small college. Every, they, they they didn't have these big delusions of grandeur or, or feel like they were on this big uh, sort of, you know, quest of power through education or whatever. And he just sort of was struck by the the sort of the simple piety of the student body, and everybody seemed to be pulling in the same direction for a holy life. Yep. And he's like, I'm quitting Providence. And it was this big deal because he's a big name, and yep. um, that's a big school, and that's essentially, like, leaving the top of your field for something and everyone's like oh what are you running away from are you scared of you know sort of the liberal world and he said no i'm not running away from anything i'm running to something That's cool. i'm running to this this institution that wants to do education rightly at least in his in his view of it so i mean i have a t- uh, tremendous amount of sympathy for that kind of that kind of decision making process but anyway um that's what I, that's that's what I that's, know
2: of Anthony Esalen. Yeah, we, uh, as a part of Veritas Academy, there's one of our class trips is for the sophomores to go and look at colleges. And I think I, I didn't go on this year's trip, but I've been on the three that came before that. Anyway, I, I had a similar experience uh, visiting the University of Dallas, I think is the name of it, mm-hmm. a, a, a Catholic uh, liberal arts school in, in Dallas, obviously. Um... And, you know, maybe they were just showing us the best people that they had, but it just seemed like a place of, like, that took faith seriously. Um, but also, not just, like, an emotional experience of faith, but an intellectual experience of it. Yeah. Um, it was a just a great place to go and visit. Um, and we had a few students who, like, saw that and immediately wanted that. Um, cool. It was just really exciting. That's
0: good. I mean, there are still good places out there. They're just... You mean, you, you got to take, you, you take a hit, you know, because these places don't have these big names. And uh, anyway... Yep. Where should the young and um, the young Christian seminarian go to seminary is an interesting question these days. Apparently, um, Thomas
2: More uh, Liberal Arts College, whatever the name of the place yeah. he is. Anyway, sorry, Thomas. Very no, good. Uh, he, this is non sequitur, and just because uh, Graham was saying all that. he uh, he. In addition to his translation work, he has written an, a number of books, among them uh, just a charmingly named book that's been on my to-read list for a long time, Ten Ways to Destroy the Imagination of Your Child, <laughs> uh, which I would, anyway, very much like to read. Uh do you like that? Yeah. I think it. I don't think he actually wants to destroy the... I have so many jokes, but n- uh, all of them are violent and terrible. Wow. So I'll keep them... That's terrifying. You're coming up with your own 10 ways to destroy the imagination of yeah. your children? Great. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, look for the Classical Stuff parenting book out uh, in bookstores. <laughs> that theory.
0: is a great idea.
2: That is a I'm horrible on, I'll idea. I'll work on it. Okay, great.
1: I think collectively we have one child?
0: Yes, out of the three of us. <laughs> I, <it> don't, was... <laughs>
2: I don't feel comfortable saying that collectively we have any children. <laughs> <but>.
0: <laughs> I don't like that. Don't be selfish, Thomas. Yeah, I'm so Thomas. sorry. I'm very sorry. Okay. So it takes
2: a village. It, I guess that is a technically true statement. Okay. So, uh, we will be, so at, uh, Anthony Esselin's translation is the one that I'm using uh, is one that comes recommended. I, I, again, I have not read other translations, so it could be bad, but I like it and I find it accessible. And, um, in particular, uh, Aj, I went back and listened to the episode we did almost exactly a year ago. At this point, on the Inferno, you talk about the footnotes being very helpful in the version that in the version of the Inferno that you use. Yeah, and but what I don't remember in the version you use are they at the bottom of each page or is it end of each canto? They are end notes at the end of each canto. Okay, so this is so minor and in the weeds, but um, Esalen puts like important footnotes at the bottom of each page, and then there's a he- like. It's, it's gotta be a third of the book is notes at the end oh, of cool. the uh, purgatorio. So if you yeah. like, really want to go deep on something, which will follow one of those footnotes today, I mean, it's, it's all there. Um, it's really well researched. Uh, I've, I found it very helpful. Interesting. Um, so just something I've enjoyed. Um, okay. So that is on the purgatorio side on the other book side that Graham was referencing. This is a beginner's guide to Dante's divine comedy. This is a book by, uh, Dr. Jason Baxter, Uh, And just because I just got called out for getting my first reference wrong, I pulled it up and confirmed that this is actually true. Jason Baxter uh, uh, is an associate professor of fine arts and humanities at Wyoming Catholic College. He has been there for nine years and he anyway still has a bio and page up there now. Uh, So in this book, he walks through all three parts of the Divine Comedy for People tuning in, first off, you should probably listen to AJ's episode first on uh, on the Inferno, um, which is, an, again, an episode, um, if you search Dante, you'll find it in the podcast feed. I think it's still in the feed. It hasn't rolled off yet. Um, but the Divine Comedy is made up of three different parts. Uh, it is. It starts with the Inferno, moves into the Purgatorio, which is what we're going to cover today, and then ends with the Paradiso, which I, I've never read, and I think we all said we found boring when we tried to read it. But
0: I found it boring when I tried to read it but I think I was 21, 22 the last time I did it. Right. Yeah, I think now I would find it a little more interesting. I just yeah. remember it being a giant flower. Like you get yeah, to sure. it's just like a giant flower.
2: Yeah. And that's yeah, I, I was talking with students about they don't read great credit, credit expectations anymore, but I remember in high school hating that book and then loving it when I came back mm-hmm. to it at 26 mm-hmm. or 27. But that was be, like it it just spoke to a thing I was going through at that time and so it was just much more helpful then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if same with parody so Like, was I just not holy enough the first time I tried to read it? And anyway, should I have read the Purgatorio first, which probably would make sense. So um, I find this book helpful. Yes, Esalen provides a number of footnotes, and it is fine to just dive into the book itself. I find it helpful in having um, some kind of guide to take me through uh, the Divine Comedy, which is somewhat ironic because anyway, Dante also has a guide through his entire time there. So Anyway. Okay. So this book has been helpful for me. Uh, I would implore it to you if you are interested in going through all three of the, all three parts of the divine comedy. Okay. So we will get into the purgatorio, I guess, actually in a second. Okay. So uh, when we talked about the inferno a year ago, there was less, like there was um, not much in the way of disagreement about there being, or at least there being some classical conception of hell or a bad place you go if you do bad things or like things don't go great for you in life that hell was like accepted as a category that we had Um, just because we're three Protestants talking about this. Does anyone want to make any comments on purgatory as a place in the afterlife?
0: (sighs) Man. I mean there, I could be convinced of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I could be, I know I'm, yeah. What a way I, to start, I, okay. I could be convinced of proof. You're so ground immediately. You, uh, converting? <laughs> no, no, exactly. it's- yeah. When's your confirmation? It's that, um, now, whether or not it's like, you got to do this before you can get into heaven, I don't know about that. But I've always had a bit of a, a problem with kind of like, as when you die, you're instantly perfect. The kind of conception, the way that sometimes you talk about it. So, like, you, str- you have sin and you struggle with sin <laughs> Why do life. I have to wait till I die?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AJ's there now. What are you talking about? So,
0: the way that I, it was sort of at least... Maybe if it wasn't believed, it was at least inferred when I was just sort of in Protestant Christian culture growing up was you kind of struggle with sin, you have this struggle with it, and you're trying to beat it, and you're, you know, but just try not to do bad things. And then when you die... If you are saved in Christ, then you have this sort of—then you live in this perfect body, and you're, you, and all the all the sin is washed away, and you're done, and everything's done. And so he yeah. yeah. just sort of felt like, okay, well, then I just got to, like, tough it out until I die, and then it's, then it's done. But the, the concept of purgatory brings in this idea that, no, you're actually going to have to clean up your soul, whether you do it in this life or in the next— you, the work still needs to happen, and and since you are an eternal—you're going to live forever, um, you're going to have to do it. So if you get started now, it's just going to save some time in the afterlife when you have to do it. Now, I don't know if I could sit and, and defend it perfectly theologically, um, but I have a tremendous amount of sympathy for the argument of— um,
2: There being that someplace— there,
0: That there is, a, there is a holy work that still continues after— after your death, sure. and that if I struggle with pride as a living person, uh, that is something that needs to get taken care of eventually, and it doesn't just get taken care of with Jesus sort of waves, waving a wand over you and you're no longer proud. Mm. You actually have to go through the and do the work of cutting it out with the help of God, with the help of the Spirit, with with sort of the um, the tools, you know, you, you, you are able to do it because of, of Christ. But you still have to do it, sure. as opposed to it being sort of magically done for you. So that's the point of purgatory that I can be convinced of. If, at, if in the hereafter, there was like, okay, um, all right, Donaldson, you still got all this work to do. You and know, you still have these have these sins that right. are still in your personality. You got to get rid of them, mm-hmm. um, be, and to conti- before you can sort of continue on in in God's presence. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't surprise me. I'd be like, oh well, this does seem to be in character with how I understand what is asked of me in this life. Sure. Th- that's, that's that's it.
2: it, it provides mm. an analog to how things are in um, on Earth. That, yeah. Uh, if I have a, a a character flaw, if I have some kind of problem with me, I actually need to do something about that.
0: So like, why should I work on my? Let's say I'm I am a timorous person. Let's say I'm full of fear. Um, why should I work on my fear in this life if I'm just gonna get? Uh, a perfect personality or I'm going to get some kind of magic waved over me, um, then really all I got to do is grit my teeth and hang on and not have any major blow-ups in this life. And then in the end, I kind of get bailed out. But if you have the some sort of conception of purgatory or some sort of conception of that, a needing to work for for the soul's um, benefit and improvement after death then all of a sudden it's like all right well i better get started Mm. i mean if you're gonna get started you might as well get started now yeah i don't know sure what do you think berg I'm.
1: I'm currently. I ran and grabbed my <laughs> the catechism, the catechism, okay. catechism, and Vatican Council II off my shelf, and I'm as currently good, as are, every
0: good Protestant should. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we
2: Catholic? What's just happened, guys? <laughs> I,
1: I took the class in college, and I kept the books oh, okay. and the Catholic class. Yeah, I didn't intro, take cat- intro, to,
2: intro to Catholicism. Hey, for real? Yeah, I never took one of those. That's cool.
1: Yeah, my uh, good for you, man. One of my friends failed it. Okay. Um, it was a great <laughs> class. Was like was I Protestant. had a oh. I had a teacher named Karen Heller. Karen, if you're listening, I think you're great. Um, she, but, I think she was, English is her like eighth
0: language. Oh, wow. She has three PhDs,
1: wow. knew the Pope personally. Cool. And I can't tell you how many Which times one? I called her Helen Keller <laughs> instead oh, of Karen Heller. Karen Heller. And she had been proposed to three times and had wow. turned them all down because
2: none of them as good as Jesus. <laughs> she was the best was she, lady. Wow. Was she a nun or was she uh, in a religious vocation, I guess? No, she was okay. not in religious vocation. Okay. She worked at Whitworth
1: College, okay. shout out Whitworth, okay. and she was just a great, professor and anyway i'm looking up currently the doctrine of purgatory so bros if you want to if you want to question me as the expert in a few minutes (laughs) i'll be i'll be open for business all right
2: no yeah um, do you want to say aj anything i don't know what to um about my feelings towards purgatory yeah sure just as we're diving into like we're talking about a thing that as three Protestants, our churches at least would not say, Hey, this is a thing that happens, but but, does that make sense? But it's still, um, the purgatorio is an important part of Western canon. Just, is there any reaction to us going into that? Um, so I think,
1: I think there is still discomfort for me in, because it places pressure on the notion that, and this is a thoroughly Protestant answer, but it places pressure on workspace salvation, right? I am not worthy for heaven until I do something about it, mm-hmm. right? Until I am purged of my actual sin. Well, that means that the purgation of my sin, I pronounce purgation. Purg- is it purgation? I, I, think think it's it's I think it's a hard G. G. Is hard I think G? it is. Purgation? It's a
2: nightmare to say that, isn't it? Purgation? Purgation? Yeah. No, no one reacted. Purgation um, sounds sorry. like, okay.
1: feels like saying boogers to me. Anyway, um, the purgation of my sin is, is reliant upon me rather than upon, upon the sacrifice of Christ, and mm-hmm. therefore I get a portion of the glory rather than the saving work of Christ, sure. right? So I am in heaven. If I'm in heaven, due only to His work and His complete mercy, mm-hmm. then He receives all of the glory for that. Mm-hmm. If I, if His mercy has gotten me most of the way, but hey, I still have some work to do. Like, I, I like the inclusion of the human person in that sort of work, but it, it seems to me to perhaps reduce God's glory a little bit. And th- these are like basic. On, off the cuff thoughts. Sure. I, I still, yeah, totally. I haven't thought super thoroughly about it. But so. isn't
0: the only reason you can climb the mountain because of your because of Christ's salvation offered to you? Like it's yeah, it's, it's like that, parents um, holding
1: their children's arms up as they take their first steps, right?
0: Yeah. Or or um, that. Um, yeah. No. That's that's a fine analogy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. I would not. I think it would not shake my faith to find that there was a purgatory. I don't I don't have any specific problems with it. If I... Oh, man, we're getting fired. Why? Oh, I'm just kidding. For
2: being... A, oh, uh, you're, for your
0: openness Is that a same... To, no, I don't think... Is there... A,
2: I
1: don't think it's a thing that yeah, I not a,
2: personally have fully
1: bought into yet, but it certainly wouldn't be the thing that would stop me from converting to Catholicism.
2: Interesting. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. This took a way different direction than I thought it would. Um, okay. So, just keep that thought in mind of the um, works based salvation. Cause this was AJ's response is how I felt going into this of like, I'm kind of reading this just cause I need to like, cause I want to get to the parody. So right. which is the good stuff, but like this purgatorio is stuck in the middle and I probably should read it first.
0: Well, purgatorio is also um, like a guide of how to live now. And that's, I th- or at least that's what it's, lots of people have sure. sort of, Maybe that's sort of like a trying to get out of purgatory free card for Protestants. Mm. And they say, well, you should read purgatory as as a guide to how to live in in the in the earthly existence. Sure. But that's sort of – I remember reading it when I read it in college, that being the um, – one of the ways to think about it. One mm. of the frameworks to, to enter into it is like
2: – Totally. Um, that's anyway. actually interesting in the – so – AJ, you talked about this last time, and so correct me when I get this wrong. So, hell is formed from Satan being kicked out of heaven, hitting the earth, making this big old dent in the earth, correct?
1: Yeah. When Satan fell from heaven, he fell like a meteor mm-hmm. and went, and carved mm-hmm. basically, yeah, it's it's the big crater left by Satan hitting the earth, and then mm-hmm. he is lodged in the very center of the mm-hmm. world, right? And, that, and from there, he poisons all of the earth.
2: Sure. But then the land that's pushed out on the other side... Is the the yeah is the mount of purgatory yeah so and then at the end of mount purgatory we actually go into like planets and stuff like that's where Paradiso takes place mm-hmm. is in the planet because everything circles around the earth so it goes to the spheres right yeah, space yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep nailed it um so slash heaven the final <laughs> frontier <laughs> um but i only bring that up as the point to say that purgatory is the one of the three comedies that actually does take place on earth again it's like a uh it's a not i'm not in Earth,
1: um, on Earth, above Earth, it that kind of yes.
2: Sorry, so like, um, uh, for hell, hell being under Earth, it is a different place than like on Earth. Purgatorio takes place like we're not even on Mount Purgatory when we start the book. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, I think Graham, what you're saying is significant that this is the one book that takes place on Earth, quote unquote. And I'm putting air quotes, which I'm sure all of you can see, um, podcast listener, because obviously you know, he's accompanied by a dead dude and they're seeing spirits on the way up. So like in that sense, it's not on earth, mm-hmm. but does that make sense mm-hmm. that there's one that is clearly, um, in a different place. There's one that actually like when you read the descriptions takes place on earth and then the next one's in space, which <laughs> Dante in space. Okay.
0: Speaking of which, Oh man, Star Trek Picard's so bad. Oh, what? did you go see it? Oh, it's terrible. Why do you go the see the TV show? The new Star
2: Trek? Oh, I thought it was a movie. Oh is it a no, TV no, it's show? a TV oh, show. Oh. It's so bad. It's
0: bad. There's poor people. I'm in, sorry that in, you had to see. No, 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 oh, no. In the God. show. Remember in Star, <laughs> you, they, in Star like, Trek, they like got rid of, they defeated poverty, but now it's, like, this. now it's like, now it's like, I worked in Starfleet and it chewed me out and spat me out and now I'm poor. It's oh, like, what?
1: That's weird. What world you, is this? Yeah, you, it's universal income. I turned it off. Uh, <laughs> the I was just thinking I would actually totally watch the episode where Picard stumbles onto Purgatory and then has to figure out how to deal with <gasps> the prime directive, yeah, and deal. Kind of he's great. like, "Oh no!" Or he's in the spheres, and all of a sudden he sees like these saints uh-huh. organized like a giant flower, and he's like, "What in the world?" And <laughs> he mean? has
0: to. There was probably an episode.
1: Has to like fight the Borg so? off as they come and try to assimilate all the saints. Ooh. This would be good. Or the Borg is. Guys, I'm writing it right now. The Borg assimilate the saints, and they all become holy because the saints are integrated into their hive mind, and then the Borg is pushed toward virtue, and they become the savior of the whole universe. That
2: has to be the twist at the end, because they have to think that they're going to like poison the saints, right?
1: Yeah, but the saints like reverse it, and... I regret talking
0: about Star Trek.
2: Prohibiting its members from interfering with the internal and natural developments of alien civilization? It's just you can't interfere? That's the prime directive? Yeah, so I wouldn't be able to come and...
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> are, are we, did we just become a Star Trek fan? It's all we've ever been. <laughs> fan podcast. I'm okay with that. If you want to talk about the Prime Directive, you can reach us at Classical yeah. Stuff. This is weird. Academy.net.
2: Okay. So the the first point of that is that Purgatory, Purgatorio, Purgatory, the book does take place on Earth in some sense. Mm-hmm. So Graham, your point, I think is helpful. So even if you listener are listening to this and all that's in the back of your mind the whole time is Purgatory is not real, which is fine. Just know that there is still value in this of... Um, there are spiritual lessons that are learned throughout it and we won't actually get, again, we, we're not getting to the mountain itself today, but each of those levels is about overcoming sin, mm-hmm. which is for the, you know, for, for the Christian listening, you're like, yeah, I want to overcome sin, but also who listening is like, you know what I love is being gluttonous and like mm-hmm. I'm ruled by my love for food. Like no one hears that and is like, that's the life I want to lead. Are you sure? I, I mean, I would hope so. Even when you phrase it that way, I guess there are people who would say, I want to eat Chinese buffet every day, sure. but I don't know. But you shouldn't. Or
0: some people who completely organize their thoughts and time and mind and habits and free time around the consumption of food. True, sure.
2: That's fair. But maybe this is to point out that those are problems, that yeah. those aren't the way that we're supposed to be. Um, and then there is like a way to overcome it, I guess, is the other way to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so this, we've kind of covered this um, And I didn't expect to go into this. Um, uh, So this is Dr. Jason Baxter. This is him writing about purgatory, just for anyone listening. Um, This idea of a man being saved through fire or having worthless works burned away. Sorry, I should read the Bible quote he has first. Um, he quotes 1 Corinthians three, twelve through 15. Now, if any man build upon the foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire.
0: My grandpa, whenever he talked about that verse, he said, "There's going to be people in heaven who smell like smoke."
2: <laughs> I like that. That's funny because, <laughs> they're, they're, got that because some of the things they had. In class? Yeah. No, no, because
0: yeah, <laughs> some of the things they had will burn, yeah. and they will be nothing, and, and they will have escaped as if by uh, escape as if by fire. Sure. Like, hmm.
2: And that's this uh, continuing with Doctor Baxter. This idea of a man being saved through fire or having worthless works burned away was universally read for the first one thousand years of the church as referring to some sort of after-death cleansing experience. Hmm. I will say Dr. Baxter says this does not back that up. Actually he does. He goes through a few examples here of people who uh, talk about they don't call it purgatory because it hasn't been codified as a like. So even to pull up the catechism of the Catholic Church, like that's a later uh, conglomeration of other views of purgatory. Anyway, he he cites a, a number of examples of people talking that way. So. I didn't expect us to start this way. I mean, this is like a widely held uh, belief. This is sure. taught by the Catholic church. The Eastern Orthodox have a different version of this that I forget the name of, and there are more levels than Dante has, but there's some kind of like a um, place you go for sins to be removed before heaven. Um, so I guess we can take it that way. Um, I would say the other part of diving into purgatory um, is that what we've been saying already. I'll just start reading some quotes here. There is one huge difference between Um, this suffering, he's talking about the suffering in the, uh, in purgatory, but there's one huge difference between the suffering in purgatory and what might have been imposed on them in hell here in purgatory. These repentant souls suffer voluntarily. They give their wills to accepting their condition and thus they possess hope, even joy that this suffering is dynamic, transformative and liberating. Um, a, A thing that we haven't brought up and is probably important to know is that Everyone who is in purgatory is and will eventually be in paradise. Mm-hmm. Purgatory is not a place you stay forever,
0: which is why it's since it is. Uh, w- w- which goes back to the, what AJ was talking about with being uh, the work of God or lesser God's glory. Like the fact that everybody who is in purgatory is going to make it to heaven anyway. The only reason that they can that they're there and they and they can make it to heaven is because of Christ's atoning sacrifice. I guess that would be the argument to sort of marry those two things together.
2: But to say that that there was an act required in life of some type of profession of faith. um, Yes. So Mm -hmm. there is an action on the other side, Mm -hmm. but I I, I think, I think Protestants would still say, it doesn't get you
0: to the top of the line or the front of the line. It just gets you to like the bottom of the mountain. Yeah.
2: Which I guess we'll, we'll get into that once we're actually in the book itself, but there are some like, doesn't get you on space mountain, just gets you in the park. Yeah. But it will eventually get you to space mountain, but you,
0: what are you guys talking? I don't know what this is. Disneyland never been oh uh it'll yeah you'll i an, can't think of anything worse than amusement parks uh, especially right now with no just in general Oh, okay
2: you don't like amusement oh, okay you're no. wrong okay um for dante yeah, I'm and the, sure it's
0: like what dante's hell is an amusement park <laughs> do you think so because you're stuck oh, there for nobody's written that book yet oh,
2: we could write book. that book for dante and the medieval tradition the souls of purgatory are of course saved forgiven their sins but they are not yet ready to see god their ability to participate in the heavenly community is still limited by the vicious habits. They did not devote themselves to reforming in life. And that's part of what's funny in reading this book is that you still have lazy people in purgatory and maybe it's similar to in hell. There are still angry people. Mm -hmm. It's different because I'm, I mean, they'll always be angry. Is that, is that what Dante is getting at in the inferno? Like people don't move beyond their condition.
1: Yeah, and what's more, I don't think they necessarily want to, right? There they is. are sure. they are blinded to their condition, and sure. everyone in purgatory realizes their condition, yeah. right? Doesn't it say somewhere that they, these are the group of people that rejoice while they burn, something like that? Sounds right. Because they have hope of someday seeing God? This was the...
2: That's
0: the lustful at the top, or near the top.
2: Yeah, which again, we'll get into next time. Uh, th- in this section, um, uh, it, uh, who says this? I don't have it written down. Do not dwell upon the nature of the suffering. Think about what will follow. Do not dwell upon the nature of the suffering. Think about what will follow. Um, and then finally, just to you know, repeat the same thing we've said a hundred times as inferno is to tears and paradiso is to dance. Purgatorio is to prayer. Prayer is the opposite of the tight grip of the souls in hell. It is the opening of the gates of the heart, an effort to allow God to come cleanse and dwell within. And so even if you're, yeah, even if you listener are like, I don't want to hear about purgatory. These are helpful things to know just in life. Okay. Okay um yeah okay we'll we'll just dive into it so dante goes so divine comedy starts out that dante is hanging out in a forest and he's wandering around you want to take the first like part of the story you want me to summarize inferno just like he he's wandering around wandering around sees this mountain
1: wants to head up the mountain and is blocked by a few beasts gets all scared and then Virgil comes and saves him and says, hey, bro, this is not the way you get to go. You don't just get to go up the mountain. We have to go a different way. And then starts plunging all the way through hell. They descend through hell, basically going on a giant hell tour. Dante cries and passes out pretty often. Yep. And then eventually they meet Satan himself and crawl up his legs and then find a cavern that leads them to the other side of the earth and up to the mountain of purgatory. And so at the end of the inferno, they stand before the mountain staring at the stars.
2: And when they go down, is it on Is it on Good Friday?
1: Yes. And then they come out three days later, I believe.
2: So, so we open in Canto one, it is Easter. So, um, there's some imagery there of him having come out of this death and come into a new life, even though he's not yet in paradise. That's right. Nice. Isn't that, but it's funny that like the new life is yeah. purgation of sins. You know, like well,
0: this this was sort of the point, right? <laughs> sure. Like that, that the, the new life gets you to the bottom of the mountain.
2: And then you gotta <laughs> climb that mountain. You yep. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, he
1: is. Tra- it's like it's like when you go on a, a mountain hike and you're. I made you've, it. Aww. You've worked for like four hours and you're like, oh man! You come weird to where you think you're just gonna see over the whole valley, and then you look up and there's still sixteen thousand feet mm-hmm. to go, and you're just like, oh bother.
0: It's like when you're grading papers and you think you graded the last one, and then you remember you had a whole other section you forgot on your desk.
1: Or or they the ones all coming in from study hall because eight <laughs> kids were sick and they're all coming in from study hall. Oh, I
2: hate that feeling. Y'all got a lot of examples of this. Okay, I'm worried about y'all. Okay. Our life is
0: purgation. That's what it sounds like. I guess <laughs> that is kind of the point.
2: disappointment. <laughs> isn't that, I feel like that's like a healthy expectation for life. Isn't that better to expect that than to expect I'm going to be blissed out every moment of every day? Mm-hmm. I don't Probably. know. I think there's something healthy in this.
0: That's why we're so jolly.
2: Is that... I don't know. Anyway. Um, one day I'll be jolly. I'll get there. I have to climb Purgatory, though.
0: Okay, You should... You got to be a teacher. You got to teach more classes. That's I know. What I I'll only teach one.
2: I teach a leadership class. And anyway...
1: If constant disappointment is the requirement, I could help. With that, oh, my... You're not... Like. This is
2: a bummer. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't want... No, I don't want that. Okay. So um, Dante climbs out of the... Um, uh, out of the Inferno, climbed out of hell, and uh, makes it to kind of the shores of um, Purgatory. This... Through most most of the book, there's like a repetition to what we've seen in the Inferno before. So in the same way that there was a uh, um, kind of a vestibule, like a an area that they I guess this vestibule on the other side of the water. It, there's like a place you you show up when you first get to hell, right? And then like a you, lobby. Yeah, yeah, and then you get like uh, then there's the body of water that Karen drives you down. Um, <laughs> isn't that how you say it? Anyway? I know. It is I totally I know how you pronounce it. Pronounce you're imagining it. a different Karen. But
0: I'm imagining like soccer mom,
2: the yeah. Reddit Karen. Yeah, I'm okay go with that. Um, as opposed to here in purgatory, <laughs> what you're imagining that Karen also sit down. Yeah, exactly. That's probably more what it's like in the inferno, right? Is the inferno? Yeah. Hell is just uh, soccer, uh, drop offs. Is that, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Okay. This is good. Okay. So, um, he shows up in purgatory and, uh, th- instead of it being, um, you know, a scary monster, carting him across. Uh, he's carted across by an angel. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's an angel who doesn't, um, like there's no need for an oar or anything like the angel is complete in itself. And so the boat like moves kind of on its own. Um, and the entire time is spent them. Um, I think they're singing on the way in, but they're all singing in one in unison. So there's no, like, I don't know. Inferno kind of has this like cacophony and everyone's doing their own thing. And you start to see in purgatory, this like movement toward unity. Hmm. Um, and you even see that as they are, uh, crossing the water. Um, uh, as they cross, they meet the, um, like the person who is, who welcomes you to purgatory. I don't know what the right word for that is. Um, and the person is Cato. This is Cato, the younger, Mm -hmm. uh, Graham, you brought him up a second ago. Do you know anything about this fellow
0: Cato who killed himself because of Caesar? That that Cato, that's Cato, the younger. So when the Republic was falling, And Caesar was um, crossing the Rubicon and was going to sort of take over Cato, who was against Caesar and was sort of against the idea of a king, which is what he saw Caesar was trying to be in general. um, When he realized that kind of the republic was over and all hope was lost and all of the people were like, yeah, we want a king. We don't want this republican government anymore. He committed suicide. Killed himself sort of stoically and nobly, or at least that's how the the, the classical reading of it is. That he's a sort of this this um, noble holdout to the the way that Rome should have been in yes. the face of sort of populist yes. tyranny.
2: You've yeah you've said it also. A morally upstanding dude. Um, he would not accept bribes. He uh, would stand up to he stood up to Caesar ultimately. In. in lieu of him being killed by Caesar, he killed himself is the Mm -hmm. short answer. He would have died either way. Um, Instead, he committed suicide.
0: I forgot about the wouldn't take bribes thing.
2: Yeah. It's a a thing repeated Mm -hmm. um, often about him. Does anyone notice any problems with this character being the uh, introduction to purgatory? He was pre-Christ. Pre-Christ. What else? He killed himself. He killed himself. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, What is it about the pre-Christ thing that is problematic? AJ
1: he was, he, he could not have been a believer. He was therefore necessarily pagan. And, and as go? far as I know, they all live in limbo. The virtuous pagans go to limbo, which is in hell. They're not specifically tortured. They're just kind of, they just don't ever have hope of seeing God. Yeah.
2: Um, and just from trying to look into this, because it seems insane that it's like two pages in and this has already been thrown out there. Like, you know, where's Dante going with this? Um, it is it is a debated thing as to why Cato is in purgatory. in Because in one sense, as a guardsman, he's not moving up the chain. Does that, like, um, he... He's stuck. He is stuck where he is.
0: Maybe he's like an ambassador. You know, like, he sure. doesn't live in hell, but, he, but he's, like, still a citizen of hell. Sure. Maybe he's that kind of thing.
2: Totally possible. He's on, he's like, work release? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, and so,
2: um, I think Dr. Baxter says it somewhere, that essentially he will eventually... Uh, be in paradise, but like at the end times, but he'll be stuck in purgatory for way longer than anyone else. Who's just going through purgatory. Oh, he makes it. Yes. That oh, because nice. he's in purgatory, that yeah. that would eventually be wrapped up into heaven. And I guess that can be controversial mm-hmm. also, but just to say, so it's not like us. It's better than being stuck in limbo. I guess he's kind of by himself, which is a bummer. Um, but the people in limbo will stay in limbo or is it? Is limbo the right? Is that what he calls it? Uh, is limbo. So they'll stay there forever. Okay, yeah. So this is a better spot than that. Never mind, I take it back. Okay. Um, but this is, you all have already said this. Uh, this is, again, quoting from A Beginner's Guide to Dante's Divine Comedy. And so, although admired, this is Cato. Cato is admired as a man of action and discipline. The pagan hero had a triple handicap. He was not a Christian, he was a suicide, and he was an opponent of the empire. Um, he's bringing this point in because at the very bottom of hell the, the people who are punished are those who betray their their lords i, I mean it's mm-hmm. um brutus and judas um and judas and cassius cassius so two, two to two people who assassinated caesar in which cato would have done if he could have he didn't right. actually raise arms against yeah. um, caesar in the i'll quote something later so that,
1: there was no betrayal yes
2: but there kind of was because he didn't believe in the empire which right dante was a fan of like yeah yeah dante would have wanted the holy roman empire to uh, right last forever so he's got three problems going for him. Um, so what is he doing here, not just in the Christian afterlife, but elevated to such a prestigious role of governance? Why do we not, at the very best, find him in limbo? Virgil's speech to Cato might give us a clue. May his advent be a delight to you. He see, uh, this is I believe this is Virgil talking about Dante, so Dante's advent. May Dante's advent be a delight to you. He seeks freedom, which is so precious, as the one who forfeit his own life for it well knows. You know this. To you, even death in Utica did not seem better. There you left that garment that will be gloriously bright on the great day. Um, The passage alludes to Cato's suicide in Utica in modern day Tunisia. Before Cato took his life, though, he ensured that his followers were safe. But the way the ancient Roman uh, Lucan describes Cato's death must have captivated the Christian Dante. Uh, Lucan says that Cato hoped his blood would redeem all the nations and his death would pay the whole penalty incurred by Rome. Um, And then he goes on from there. Um, I don't know if there's much of a comment to make after that, that clearly Cato thinks he is doing something more than just killing himself, which would be what would put him in, uh, hell if he had done that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He wasn't cat. So part of the sin of the wood of suicides is despair Yeah, and his was not, not despair, despair, right? His, nope. his suicide was done in hope yep. and he wasn't casting off his garment as a refusal of it. Right. He, if, if given the choice, he would have kept it. Does yep. that make sense? It does.
2: Yep. Yes. Um, the uh, Esalen quotes the same passage I just read, uh, let my blood redeem the nations. Um, this is from the Farsalia book two, if anyone wants to go check that out. Um, okay. So that's some of the explanation for why Cato is that first person there. It also, this will be the first of many that I'm, I'm sure we won't get to today. Just of many moments where Dante is not as simplistic as I think he is because I've only read one of his like works. So, going into this, I would have expected, Oh no, suicide very clearly goes into hell off the bat. Now that's not to say suicide is not a bad thing or that you shouldn't commit suicide, but just to say that he sees nuance here and that there are different reasons for these actions. Yeah. So like uh, when we, um, uh, I'm sure Dante wouldn't have phrased it this way, but when we in 2020 say that, you know, it's, it's the heart that matters. It's the intention that matters. There's still a category for that Mm -hmm. in, um, Dante's work. Right. It matters that the reason that he, that Cato was caring for his people, that he was, it was an act of rebellion against a, a, a corrupt empire that he was acting. Um, and I, I don't know, I think that matters.
0: Mm-hmm. So, no, it's good. Cool. Okay.
2: Then they cross the water, which gets them. Um, they're still, uh, they haven't made it to the mountain yet. They are still climbing up the, on the way up So So wait,
0: before we move on, what, so what's Cato's job?
2: Oh, he just stands at the front and like greets people. So oh, he, he's um, like an usher. He is an usher. He uh, he calls out Dante and asks why this like uh, dirty looking dude is here. Um, he just was, like Karen does. Really? Is yeah. Because
1: yeah. really? Dante's not out.
0: dead. Because Dante didn't yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, that's why Karen freaks out. He's like, you're supposed, you're not supposed to go this way. Or was it uh, Flegius that says that? I forget. Uh, One of the guys gets. I think it's uh yeah. So Karen doesn't like him because he's not dead and he's not supposed to be there. And then Flegius is actually I think he tries to catch him. He's like I got you, you sinner. And then he realizes that he has. He just has to be an errand boy. and yeah. Gets all grumpy.
2: Which, which Cato is not. Uh, Cato is grumpy at the beginning, kind of. Um, Dante shows up. Uh, Cato was notoriously grumpy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a not a humorous fellow. Yeah. Uh, he he's like he's just wondering why someone's coming out of. Like he sees the, he sees them come out of the pit of hell. Uh, who was your guide? What lamp has led your feet escaping from the sea of that deep night forever blackening the infernal pit? Are the abyss's laws so broken or has heaven changed and set a new decree that you, the damned, come to my rocky shore? So he's not very happy about them. But then he, uh, Virgil gives, the, We I just read a section of it, but Virgil gives a defense of why they're there uh, Cato basically relents. He, um, then uh, the, the appeal over and over again for why they're there is because Beatrice said so like, that's really what it comes down to over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so then Cato talks about, um, I was assuming wife, I should have checked this, but, um, Marsha in my life, my Marsha did so please my eyes that any favor she desired, I granted to her, but now she lies dwelling beyond the evil river. So she must be in hell. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, uh, by the law established when I left the world, she can no longer move me uh, now nor ever. So um, he did have a care for her. I don't know, but like those cares have changed now that he's in the afterlife. Um, He also did not seem like a very warm, fuzzy person (laughs) to begin with. So there is also that. Okay. But Cato is on board for them being in purgatory again, because they're, because Beatrice told them to, and Beatrice is up in paradise. So they need to go and chase after her. All right, so uh, that gets us into Canto 2. Canto 2 is where they are traveling along the water. That's what um, is going to get them closer to the mountain itself. Um, I don't think this is... I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this one because it's not super interesting. Uh, Cato gets to be grumpy at one point because they have like a side conversation and Cato's like, cut it out. You're here to get to heaven. You're not here to talk. So uh, there's this like, so I start every class. Good for you. Good for you. Um, and this starts off a trope throughout the, all nine of these books where I don't know the details and maybe it's in the catechism uh, that uh, essentially all of, their time in purgatory is reduced whenever someone who's living prays for them. So like every mm. page, someone's like, Hey Dante, would you please just pray for me? Like right now? And I, it doesn't say he does it. So he might be a jerk. So anyway, <laughs> he um, does the
1: Protestant thing where he's like, I will totally pray for you. And, he <laughs> and then just like walks it. away. Yeah. totally. Uh, do you guys want to hear the
2: bit about purgatory? It's yeah, really short. It's yeah, only, yeah, sure,
1: only sure, sure, sure. like half a page or so. All yeah, right, Let me, let me pull it up here.
2: Can continue on until I can find okay. it? Okay. Um, so, but they are traveling along in the water. They get rebuked by Cato they then start singing a song together and Cato is okay with them singing, but not with them having idle conversation. Um, uh, What lingering, what carelessness down here, hurry to scrape down the scales that keep the Lord from being manifest to you. And I think that is also helpful as an image to why this purgation is happening. It's to remove barriers between the, um, the repentant and God that gets us to the end of Canto two. Hmm. Do you want to say anything?
0: You got
1: it
2: there, bro. It it. Yeah, I've
0: yeah. got
1: it. So this is all I could find in either this or Vatican II. I'm sure there are more documents in the Catholic Church about the full doctrine of purgatory. But here's what here's what it says in the Catechism of the Catholic Church: the final purification or purgatory. All who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. The church gives the name purgatory to this final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned. The church formulated her doctrine of faith on purgatory, especially at the councils of Florence and Trent. The tradition of the church, by reference to certain texts of scripture, speaks of a cleansing fire. And here is a quote. As for certain lesser faults, we must believe that before the final judgment, there is a purifying fire. He who is He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will be pardoned neither in this age nor in the age to come. From this sentence, we understand that certain offenses can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. Does that make sense?
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, this teaching is also based on the practice of prayer for the dead, already mentioned in sacred scripture. And then there's another quote, and this is from Maccabees. Therefore, Judas Maccabeus made atonement for the dead, that they might be delivered from their sin. And so he is making atonement from the dead to deliver the dead from their sin, mm-hmm. which is something, you know, I think that the, we, that the Protestant church doesn't sort of read or follow Maccabees. We don't sure. include nope. that in our canon. It yep. might change our view on that right. particular piece of scripture. And then it says, from the beginning, the church has honored the memory of the dead and offered prayers and suffrage for them. Above all, the Eucharistic sacrifice so that thus purified, they may attain the beatific, bea, beatific, beatific, beatific. beatific. beatific vision of God. The church also commends almsgiving, indulgences, and works of penance undertaken on behalf of the dead. Quote, Let us help and commemorate them. If Job's sons were purified by their father's sacrifice, why would we doubt that our offerings for the dead bring them some consolation? Uh, Let us not hesitate to help those who have died and to offer our prayers for them. And that is it. It moves on to hell after that.
2: And as, yeah, as three Protestants, we have zero uh, qualms or questions about any of the... Oh, never mind.
0: Oh, sure. I mean...
1: Yeah, I think the the it's first Yeah, the first passage could be thought of a few different ways, and we don't include the Maccabees in our canon, and so no. there, yeah, there's a few different ways to think about that. But the, that, in brief, is the Catholic doctrine of purgatory. That's fair.
2: Um And Anglicans, um, there's a you can include apocryphal, readings from the apocrypha in the weekly reading. Of course, you can. Of course, we can. So anyway, the middle way, man. Come on, we, we've got this Anglicans. figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'll make a great Anglican. I grew up Anglican. Move out to the land. No, they're so (laughs) obtuse. You grew up Episcopalian, didn't? you? No, no joke on Anglican. We don't have Episcopalians. You don't have the distinction. Never mind. Okay, so, okay, so um, we're uh, at the. We're getting close to the end of our time, so I'll breeze through kind of what these categories are. Again, we haven't actually made it to Purgation. This is like. I don't know. I guess th- there is still a work that's happening here to get people to that mountain, but we haven't gotten to the, like the seven levels that like we would expect from the Inferno, mm-hmm. like the big seven to, to take down. Um, these are d- separate categories. And again, they are what kind of like just surprised me as being a part of the purgatorio. And we'll see if you all feel the same. Canto three included in Canto three are those who died while excommunicated from the church. Does this blow anyone else's mind? This doesn't blow anyone else's mind.
0: So they're excommunicated, but and they... And they're in purgatory. And they're in purgatory. They're going to heaven.
2: Oh. Isn't that crazy? Still, Still believers. Yeah, but like, uh, as someone who... Uh, Dante, who has a high view of, again, empire and the Catholic Church, for there to be a distinction between those excommunicated and those who are saved, it, this this blew my well, mind. the church could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah and I don't think, I think that's mistake. the... Sorry, I don't yeah. think
1: Dante has a... He has a high view of the church as a as a lady and a concept, but not necessarily in practice. <laughs> church, there are sure. quite a few popes <laughs> who are in hell, in right? In that, yeah. yeah. Sure. So I don't uh, think
2: he I don't think he believes the Catholic Church to be infallible. Yeah, sure, sure, um, and. Are, is there a category in the Inferno for people who are excommunicated or is it different sins? No, that, okay. it's
1: different sins. So okay. simony would be marting of church office or that sort of thing. Yeah. So there, there are different th- things that can get you into trouble that if you do them while to the church or while in the church, it yeah. can be damaging. But I still, anyway, this blew
2: my mind. But okay. Y'all are more reasonable than me. Um Uh, so this is at the very end of that section. No man so loses by their curses, power, eternal love that love cannot return. So long as hope shows any green and flower. A Nice image. No man so loses by their curses, power, eternal love that love cannot return as long as hope shows any green and flower. So as long as um, this is what you all are saying, as long as there is any, um, I guess like possibility of that um, Mm -hmm. salvation, that is what is sufficient to get them into purgatory instead of into hell. Which then, I know, I think raises a lot of questions for me of like, again, the episode we did a year ago, we talked about like there are a ton of people in, in, in the Inferno. Um, I don't know. It's it seems like they shouldn't be right. I don't know. This is a larger conversation for another day. Okay. Um up number canto number four uh we meet people who are late repenters so they <laughs> <thought> you just <laughs> say people who are late oh, geez, to well, parties. also that but oh my gosh is this this is where you would go is that oh oh sorry yes okay, okay. so Absolutely. um they are it's translated here as the negligent but they are negligent to repent before they lost the capability yeah. to sin basically these are people who like in the last moments of their life turn their life over to God. It's like Constantinople. I mean, Constantine, Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. So bed, deathbed repenters, deathbed repenters. That's a great way of putting it. So, um, there, you know, I think, uh, it is helpful that there is a category in here for that, that there, that is still, that still counts. Like you're still making it to paradise one day, but also you're moved further down the the chain because you should have been doing this work. Got A lot of
0: work to do. You got a lot to catch up on,
2: which I think is an instinct. I don't know wouldn't we share that instinct that there's a difference in a repentance that comes on the deathbed versus Mm -hmm. one that comes um, earlier in life. Okay. Um, The next category is similar to those who are negligent and repent late in life. Um, It's, it's those who died by their late repenters, late repenters, but they die by violence. So um, the last category, it was like um, you die of old age, but in old age, you repent at the very end. These are those who are murdered basically uh, for most of them. They're murdered and they, in their like last alive moments, they repent. So
1: battle stretcher repenters.
2: That's some, um, one is one, uh, the, there's a woman, um, who's murdered by her husband, but yes, um, that that's also included in here. Um, and I'll see, I think this is the one where there's a dude who gets, um, shot with an arrow. Um, I won't find it here. Oh, here it is. Um, So this was, again, the baggage I bring into this is what we talked about at the beginning of like a a works righteousness. Like that's the thing that gets you into heaven. And and this is one of those examples that just, that stuck with me and um, I found powerful. Um, So this is um, one of the dudes who is here because they got killed and repented at the very last moment. Oh, he replied, below the Casentino rushes the stream, the Archeano born in the Apennines above the Hermitage. Why did I include that part? That makes no sense. Just where it empties and its name turns vain, I arrived with an arrow in the throat, fleeing afoot and spattering the plain. And there at once my sight and speech was gone. I ended with Maria on my lips and fell and left my flesh to lie alone. It's truth I tell, tell it all alive. God's angel took me, and the one from hell hollered, Oh, you from heaven, who, why deprive me of his soul? He shed one little tear, and you bare his immortal part away. I've got a different plan for this part here. You understand how watery mists arise and gather in the cooling atmosphere till condensation makes it rain again. To that ill will that ever seeks the wrong, he joined his intellect and stirred the smoke and wind by natural powers that make him strong keeps going on from there um but the so what is what is it that gets this dude into purgatory i ended with maria on my lips this is one moment of repentance and fell left my flesh to lie alone and then like literally one of the like bad angels comes up and is like no uh, that, that one's mine um like one final moment of repentance is enough to get a person into purgatory instead of inferno does that make sense
0: I mean, yes, he was probably baptized when he was a kid, too, which um, which, uh, which also is supposed to have a bearing on that.
2: Which we brought up a year ago for um, Paolo and uh, whatever. Francesca. Yeah, yeah. That we we asked whether they were baptized or not. It's not clarified there. And he hasn't brought up baptism yet in mm. these first nine books, which is interesting. Because, mm-hmm. I, again, I would expect that to be a bigger deal mm-hmm. of whether they were baptized or not. But, again, what Dante points to is that moment of faith in mm-hmm. his last moments of life as as what gets him there.
1: I I would assume that most of the people during this time were baptized as infants. Right. And so maybe if he took that as their criteria, mm -hmm. then everybody would be in purgatory or heaven. Right.
2: But, but this is the, um, I I should read more on Dante to see his view on the sacraments because it would be reasonable to expect him to have a high view of sacrament where, um, I don't know if original sin is taken, if he would say original sin is taken away in that moment, shouldn't they then be set to go for, purgatory
0: maybe the argument is that in his final moment when he you know uh sort of had this this cry out to god it has to have come from some place of belief in god's supremacy and power and ability to save yes whereas if you didn't think that um in your final moments when you get shot in the throat with an arrow and your last moment is like crap or (laughs) Right. right or like i hate that guy or um, uh, I wish I could have my dinner that I planned, or whatever. Right. Then you know it, it's belying that your habits are so far from, or that you just have absolutely no belief that God is God, or in any way. I don't know. I don't know if that's satisfying. Maybe that's what he's getting at: is that um, uh, in the last instance, you know, the ember of belief in God is yeah, still, still burning a little bit, and, and brought out by completely that moment, out and has sort yeah. of been fanned by that moment. Sure. And maybe,
2: um, helpful is that what follows is, um, Canto six, where, um, maybe in the same, um, Dante, um, meets, a, a, a spirit, um, or a person, what, I don't know what they are at this point. Um, and they end up talking about politics, but Dante in purgatory is able to see the failings of, um, of his country. Mm. Is that like he is, he's no, he no, he's no longer tied to the same patriotism that he was tied to, I think more in the Inferno. Um, and even more so in life. Um, he was a politician who was kicked out of the city. Um, um, so this is what you're getting at is like there are new things that are important to him mm-hmm. as he is traveling up the mountain. Of purgatory, or as as he's approaching it, he's not actually... That's like you, yet. Thomas.
0: You've given What's up that? video games, and you chastise at Hamburg. <laughs> I do chastise and, you all. And uh, chastise us for for the our wasted time.
2: I mean, I, I very rarely say that, but I'm things glad... Things have... I'm glad, things, I'm glad you, you feel my judgment. You have
0: gone into a higher plane. You is are, that how that works? You, wow. You, have, Am I in you paradise? have cut out the fat Is that life. what that is?
2: Man. Well, in this... I, well, um, and maybe following with that um, strange image, is that he uh, Dante goes down into the Inferno on Good Friday comes out in Easter and there's something helpful to that. His to think about in that his wanderings in the dark forest, that would be Lent mm-hmm. is when he's traveling mm-hmm. around in that um, forest, which is the the time that we're in right now. Hmm. Um, so there is something to doing that work ahead of time and then facing all of his problems through the Inferno that he's then ready mm-hmm. to deal with his sin on the other side of Easter. Um, that I think is not just for Dante that I think it's for us mm-hmm. also. Um, And that's, I think of Lent as a time to cut out that fat, to Mm -hmm. get to the the bone of life or whatever, suck out the marrow, whatever the, what's the dumb quote? Um, Carpe diem, maybe. Carpe diem, man. But but I think that's what Dante is ultimately about is like, what is it actually to Mm -hmm. live a full human life? It's not really anyway. Yeah, okay. So, in my last uh, two minutes before, I'll just breeze through these to say what happens in them. Um, there is a uh, another group of late repenters. There are those who are preoccupied with cares of state. So you have all these uh, like kings and like high up officials who just
0: neglected their soul because yep, they they're so busy. Totally,
2: one hundred percent. And so they um stand around in the valley, and I think put too much time like
1: on Politico. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> there you
2: go. yeah, so me with my uh, pod, uh, my political podcast will get me there. Is that that's terrifying? You got to you got to uh, got to fight <laughs> at the end. That's fair. Yep. Uh, that's all it takes. Um, I forget if it's this canto or the next one. Um, but essentially these like high up people who thought they were really important now have to sing Psalms together. Uh-huh. And at night, um, this like giant snake comes in and like threatens to attack them, but they depend on, an, on, um, I think it's two angels coming down every night. Um, to like save them from the snake. So, so they, they have f- to be subordinate. They have to be subordinate to uh, a heavenly power to come in and fight for them instead of them fighting for their own interests. Interesting. Um, so they just like sit around and they're terrified the entire night. And that is their purgatory. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, that's. But isn't it purgatory? Once you're done that, then you go to the next level. And once you're done that, yes. you go to the next level.
2: Which I don't know about the late repenters. I, I don't know about this these categories because yeah, purgatory is the RPG of <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Climb you start. Up. You have your starting. <laughs> you zone, level up, that? and then eventually <laughs> yeah.
1: you you get into the end game, which uh-huh. is the spheres, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you, have, you level up there too, but uh-huh. it's it's definitely a leveling. It's a situation. different yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But that's uh. So all of this will eventually get them to like the actual mountain. Um, I'm not clear on whether they go through each of these levels because not all of them were late repenters who were heads of state. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering
0: if it's better. Is it better to like multi-class purgatory or should you?
2: (laughs) I don't like this at all. Oh, no, they're just on crit. They're different (laughs) weightings. So um, this at the very end, he meets some people who are like lazy and just like um, they have repented and they're in purgatory and they just don't want to go any further. Mm -hmm. So they're just like stuck there. Oh, no. no. Um, But they're stuck there. I think it's that group that's stuck there for three times as long as they were lazy in life. That's how long they have to be in purgatory. Oh. But for the other categories, it's like one to one. Mm -hmm. So for however long you were a ruler who neglected your people, you're there for a day, a year, whatever mm-hmm. in, um, in that section. So there, huh. there, there is still like a hierarchy of like what's worse and what's better. Um, and I, again, that gets us to the mountain itself. Uh, I don't know how the, the weighing system will work there
0: now, just with that snake thing. So that's how purgatory works is that you have some kind of, Punishment or some kind of trial that you go through that is supposed to mirror you poetically yeah. or teach you something yeah. about what you didn't learn while sure. you were alive. Yeah, it's, it's
1: very Grecian, like Sisyphean, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. his pun- punishment has to do with the thing that he did. Well, Sisyphus doesn't so much. Who's the guy?
0: Tantalus. Yeah,
1: so Tantalus is the guy that's tempted because he tried to trick the gods with food and so yeah. they would But him right.
0: Tantalus is stuck forever doing that. Yeah, yeah Whereas these two. people have to, once they learn the lesson, Let's it's like, there. all right, now you, you know, that status is right. removed and you can go on the next level. Sure
2: this is good. This is actually a video game, but that, it really yeah, is. It's yeah. pretty great. But yeah, that gets us to the mountain, which we will talk about more next time. But, um, yeah, I guess the only thing, the only, the, what's the point of splitting it into sections is to say that there is more complication to Dante than I expected going into it, that mm-hmm. there's more nuance to all of this and that, uh, you know, whether I'm reading this more from the angle of, um, what do we do in life as opposed to what does this say about the afterlife? We said mm-hmm. this is for the Inferno. We don't, we're not saying this is like Dante's expectation of what Purgatory is actually like. That doesn't mean we can't learn things from it.
0: Hmm. So hmm. that is that. Cool. Um, So I'm excited. I want to climb this mountain. Let's, Let's do it right next time. We'll get awesome. to it. Well, we did. So yeah, it
2: was Mount, it was Mount Parnassus Mount a couple Parnassus, weeks yeah, ago, and now you're it's you're Mount Purgatory. A, it was, yeah, a, a, it was really, really, done, here. really love hiking. Yeah, mm, climber. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been Classical Stuff You Should Know with Graham, AJ, and Thomas. And if you have questions, comments, feedback, things you want clarification on, you can email us at classicalstuff at veritasacademy.net. Mm-hmm. If you want uh, access to all of the back episodes, because we can only there's only 100 on yep. iTunes and on other other platforms you can go to classicalstuff.net, and you can just individually see all the episodes there if you want to tweet at us in your isolated uh social seclusion um you can tweet <laughs> at us at classical stuff c-l-s-s-c-a-l stuff on the twitters and besides that um that's that's all we got cool rock and roll well thank you thomas thanks and we'll see you guys next time okay we'll next time Bye. ciao ciao